welcome back to the AYO podcast for the second part of our mini-series on forging a career as an artist in the 21st century. Today I chatted to two industry specialists about sound production, musical recording and creating the experience of a classical concert through technology. My name's Haig Bunnell and I'm the tutor for uh, AYO Music Camp this year which is being held in autumn and I'm lucky enough to be working with some wonderful AYO students on sound production. My name is Nathan, I'm the Operations and Music Coordinator for the AYO. So yeah, running a lot of things on the ground here at the Music Camp. So I wanted to ask quite a big question to get us moving. How important is it for 21st century musicians to understand recording technology? Well, I think it goes hand in hand these days. I think um, being through a period uh, of the last 12 to 18 months where it's very hard to attend anything in, in person, it's sort of really accelerated the process of the need for musicians to know how to represent themselves in something they record at home. Yeah, I think I think that is definitely more prevalent than ever. Uh, even even here, we had everyone um, record uh, virtual auditions this time round. Um, so so it's it's something people are already experiencing, and I think it's it's only going to grow in importance. Um, especially with um, all the distancing that's happened lately and the move to online. So. Yeah, I think it's more important than ever that people get a handle on, on this stuff now. And so what are the main sort of components of a solid sound recording? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, there's a lot of things to consider there. Um, as the, the performer, um, you want to make sure that you've got a good space, a good microphone and good setup. And even when you've got all that, um, that's step one and that gives you the file and then um, editing it the right way and... Uh, Producing it so you can get it out to the world is is important as well. Hey, did you want to mention a few things about the microphone setup? What's what's important? Yeah, look, um, microphones are, uh, are our friend and can sometimes be not so friendly. And I uh, and I think that if you're playing a classical music instrument, we want to hear all the things that you can do. We want to hear articulation. We want to hear your dynamics, and we want to hear the the beautiful sounds that you can make. So we really need to learn how to be probably the right distance from the microphone, uh, in as good a space as we can play in. So we, wanna, we don't want to be too up close, we don't want to be too far away, so we're sounding distant. Uh, we need to be able to hear every little nuance that a classical musician works very, very hard to achieve. So somehow or another, in, in just our small homes, we've got to try and find somewhere like that that's going to be friendly enough for what we want to do. And hopefully people will not be distracted by the faults, but they'll start to engage in the music that's coming across in, in, in that particular recording. And Haig, in your long extensive career, I guess, where have you seen music recordings and broadcasts done right? And where have you seen mistakes sort of being made? I've seen uh, very, very good recordings made all over the world. And I, I was lucky enough to work with the Berlin Philharmonic Digital Concert Hall for a while. And I, I think that that was exemplary, of course. But, again, we've probably got to remember that, that there's a lot of money that's gone into that. Um, Deutsche Bank, you know, we're prepared to put a million euro a year in to help that. So it should sound good. I've also worked with public broadcasting companies around the world and in Europe where they do actually have a lot of money, but the implementation is still not right. And so shortcuts are made towards the very end of it and things do start to go wrong. And I think that... It's, it's a pity that we don't sort of go, go about these things in a, in a very sort of thorough and thought out way and, ha and have professionals involved all the way down the track. But 
I'm always impressed that musicians actually seem to know what things should be and what they should sound like and they're very good at pointing out when things aren't right and, and how things could be better. And so I think it's up to a lot of people like myself to be listening to musicians and saying, what's not working? What is it that, that, that's not coming across? And so I think all of us as a whole, um, all of the people involved need to be trying as hard as the musicians and working really hard to get, to get all that happening. And I think, I think we're sort of taking this forward, which is, you know, it's very exciting. And lastly for you both, do you think it's becoming more and more possible to replicate the live experience of an orchestral concert with these sound technologies? Yes, I, I think things are, are definitely moving moving in that direction. Um, the the audio side is is already quite good. Even even consumer level uh, headphones and speakers are getting to the level that you can you can actually hear a lot of nuance in classical musicians, which um, hasn't always been the case. I think even when you're including digital sound productions and audio ones as well with visuals like um, the Berlin Phil's Digital Concert Hall, for example, those sort of initiatives are available to anyone. Um, you can get high quality audio and uh, visuals. You can basically put yourself in the concert hall. Uh, I think a lot of people are moving in that direction and even into the future, it's, it's, it's actually quite exciting what's, uh, what's possible. Um, even stuff like virtual reality, they're, they're working on having um, setups where it puts you in a space in an auditorium and you can you can see the orchestra playing as well as hear them the adelaide symphony was actually exploring um some vr concerts recently and i think in the next few years and over the next decade it's it's going to be very exciting and uh your experience as uh, uh an audience member is going to be very different you're going to be able to do a lot more from home hey do you think there's anything like that that is uh coming along in, in your sphere? Have you encountered much of that? Yeah, look, I know at the moment there's a lot of success in what we call immersive experiences. Um, I'm not sure everybody wants to put on a big set of goggles and, and, you know, do the virtual reality thing, but it's getting closer to not actually having to do that or to, as Nathan said, there, there are ways of being um, placing yourself virtually in orchestra. So some of those things we might have seen on science fiction movies where people are in some sort of holodeck mm. or, or something like this, it's actually getting closer and it's getting it's it's going to be possible and i think that if technology is taking us there and uh, everybody works hard and gets the experience right i i really can't see that um it won't be just another another part of really being able to consume classical music you know 40,000 people go to the mcg to watch the game and and many many more people also watch it on tv so i think these things work hand in hand and i think the classical music industry is facing a time where it can actually celebrate what technology can do it can really bring this together and and people can consume music i mean we've got so much music around us but i think we all hanker after that you know live concert feel all of those things that i'm hoping technology will get us much closer to that and uh you know, just the, the exhilaration and the pleasure that we get out of, out of uh, the music is, is going to be more present in our lives. Do you have anything else to add, both of you? Well, I'm just really glad AYA is doing this. I think um, it's an institution in, in Australia and probably known around the world as well for, for how it works. And, um, you know, there's a lot of work goes on behind the scenes to make all of this happen, and to to be leading, uh, you know, leading the way and and setting setting the standard for 
the students in this country. And it, it's a hard gig. It, it's one of the hardest things to do is to be a professional musician or to be involved in the professional arts. I think everybody who works in it finds it really, really demanding. And, um, you know, it's, it's fantastic that, that Australia's got, got things like AYA to, to keep, keep it alive and keep it moving forward. Thank you for joining me both. Thank no you. Thanks.